windows. Lock your doors. Keep your loved ones near. Time is running out. It's here for fear. <laughs> Welcome to Ear for Fear. This is Donovan. Hey, and I'm Rick. And this is the podcast where we talk about scary movies or movies trying to be scary. Uh, today we're chatting about uh, 2020's The Invisible Man. Uh, before we uh, jump in, um, let, me, uh, let me give a quick uh, synopsis of this, uh, of this movie. Uh, when uh, Cecilia's abusive ex-boyfriend takes his own life and leaves her a large sum of money, she suspects his death was a hoax as a series of coincidences turn lethal cecilia tries to prove that she is being tormented by someone nobody can see Neither of us had seen Invisible Man. Um, I had heard good things about it. Uh, even Andrea had mentioned that she liked it. I think they went to the drive-in recently to watch it, you know, and they they liked it. So, and I heard some good things about it. Um, initial thoughts: Did you like it? Yeah, I like this movie quite a bit. Um, it's no secret that I'm a, a real sucker for movies that start off strong. This movie starts off strong, making you ask questions, making you wonder what's going on. And Elizabeth Moss is doing a really great job selling the anxiety and sort of the freaked outness of what would happen if she gets caught. So we're kind of clued in quite early on kind of the stakes of how she feels about this situation that we don't actually have a clear picture of, but we can uh, get the gist of it through just that opening scene. Um, I quite like this movie a lot. The, the Every character in this movie I like. I think every actor is doing a really great job and I love the updated take on the invisible man concepts. And this movie is tense and fun and gripping basically the entire way through. Yeah. 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 yeah, Definitely. I agree. Yeah. Very, very, uh, very intense. Uh, the suspense is really, uh, is really good in this. And yeah, it starts you out from the beginning. I mean, those first five, 10 minutes is yeah i mean her 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 leaving her her i guess you know we find out that he's a very controlling abusive boyfriend we we know he's a rich what what is he again he's like some sort of saw i don't know some sort of like he's like a entrepreneur but he's like a tech guy like he created something or something yeah he's like a tech developer and specifically in optics okay okay so yeah so so yeah, we, 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 he has this humongous, uh, home on the ocean. Um, I mean, it's very nice. This thing is, this thing is kick well, ass. It's like a castle. It's right. Like it's backed against a cliff side. It's got a fence all around it. That's like created out of like cement. I'm sure you finished up better call Saul not too long ago. Oh yeah. It's a lot like a cartel, like what the uh, like Lalo had. had. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. crazy. 
Yeah. At the very least, this guy's got a fence that rivals that of like a cartel. Yeah. So yeah. good security, basically. Um, so what I liked about this movie is it just kind of hits the floor, making you like from the get go, making you feel helpless, which is kind of exactly what uh, Elizabeth Moss's character, Cecilia, is in through basically the entire movie. She's she's kind of questioning reality, even though she has like a very firm idea, but she can't prove it that her husband is or boyfriend, I think. Are they married? It doesn't matter. Yeah. They have, they're in a committed relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, it's, yeah. it appears to be a committed relationship. I think it's boyfriend, but yeah. Whatever. Um, <laughs> she thinks, Her main squeeze. <laughs> de- no, it's definitely the other way around, but in like the worst manipulative way possible. Um, so she thinks that Adrian, the boyfriend slash husband, is controlling, or I'm sorry, not controlling, but is an invisible man, like, you know, messing up her life in both uh, sort of like physical and non-physical ways. Um, yeah, yeah. That's basically the plot of the movie. Basically a woman is tortured throughout the entire thing where, while no one believes her. Um, it's, I'm, I don't think I can speak from the perspective of, uh, you know, a woman going through that kind of situation in the real world, but that commentary is there um, as a, as a white guy, I just, I'm not going to be an authority on that subject. Um, but I can say if you're looking at this movie from the perspective of a horror slash thriller, then you've got like one of the best roller coasters that have come out in quite some time. And I was like kind of astonished. This feels like a high production movie. And it, it certainly is. But yeah. its budget was seven million dollars. That's it. Seven million. Um, I don't oh, know wow. how that money was spent between wow. like, the cast crew. That's a small budget. Yeah, that's like especially with Elizabeth Moss in the. The, is this i mean because we know the invisible man is is a universal monster was it done i mean i'm gonna assume it was done by universal that just seems really a really small budget for that type of movie universal produced it yeah. along with yeah. blumhouse productions nervous oh, tech and gold okay. post pictures i mean we we know okay well, we know, the, we, like the original production was not did not have elizabeth moss starring oh. and it, i think it originally had like johnny depp starring and this was part of the dark universe Oh, is that right? Is, is that yeah, right? Dark Universe. Really? Along and with Johnny like, Depp would be playing the boyfriend. Uh, he was cast as the titular character, so he would have been the Invisible Man. I wonder though that probably that story probably would have been completely different. I it has it to be had different. To, had to have been like Johnny Depp wouldn't have been the villain. He would have just been some who knows some doctor mm-hmm. who you know like most of you know the like the Invisible Man has been around since the 30s, um, and so you so. Know, yeah, exactly. So this was retooled after The Mummy with Tom Cruise just failed critically and commercially. Uh, so then it was retooled into this. Okay. And if you're going to retool something, keep it cheap. Yes. Yeah, seven million is that's nothing. Uh, and they, they that was the right call. This is a great movie. Um, so that's that's kind of the context behind this particular film and this particular retooling of, uh, you know, this established uh, franchise or yeah, I know, mean, iconography it's... with the uh, this particular monster. Which yeah. he's not really a monster in this movie. The, yeah. I mean, the human as a person, yeah, that's a monster, but he's not like a monster. And the true solution is like a werewolf or a vampire. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, you know, Universal, uh, they created Dracula, Frankenstein, uh, the mummy, Wolfman, Creature from the Black Lagoon. So so they have those those quote unquote monsters. The Invisible Man, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a person who's invisible, you know, uh, you know, which is interesting. I mean, when, when this 
when this when I saw the trailer for this, I was like, oh, really? They're doing this again? I I, I don't know, man. I, I honestly just kind of lost interest immediately. But then I kept hearing some good things that they decided to take take the story and change it up a bit, kind of like you know the that the, the movie with um, Kevin Bacon and Elizabeth Shue, you know, a Hollow Man. Oh. Um, who was that directed by Paul? Paul Verhoeven. Paul Verhoeven. He's and he did uh, Total Recall, RoboCop. Starship Troopers. Starship, he's yeah. done a million movies. Yeah, he's he's done some. Cool, he's got he's quite done, a storied career. That guy's yeah. pretty wild. Yeah, but I mean, that's. I mean, there may have been another movie in between then, but that's the one I remember, and it's not really. I don't think that's universal, but it's the general idea. You know, this. You know, you get this power of invisibility, and so uh, most times people use it for, I guess, bad. Right. It's. <laughs> it seems that uh, the. Like if someone was to become invisible, the only thing you're really doing is it to perv out on people or mess with people. You don't really see invisibility as like a tool for good. You only ever see it as a, a as like a bad power. And I kind of feel bad for any sort of future superhero that gets invisibility because it's like where you're just going to perv on someone. You're going to <laughs> kill people and frame other people. I don't know. There's, yeah. there's, I just feel bad for like the invisibility as a superpower. Because it's always trapped in like this negative aspect and it gets, it gets a bad rap. Yeah. I'm sure you could do cool stuff with it. There's a TV show on Amazon, uh, I think called The Boys, based off a comic. And the one character in that show that can be turned invisible mm. is also just like a giant douche. It's like, I didn't know, like, no matter where you go, people with this power are just giant dicks. And I, I do, I'm, I do feel bad for the superpower. Okay. But this movie starts off. With a lot of questions, it starts off with a tense scene. Alfred Hitchcock kind of famously said that, you know, you can get shocked by just like having a bomb go off or you can get like tension by just having, uh, you know, revealing the bomb and then having the bomb being off screen, unaware to the characters and, and draw out that explosion to come five minutes later. The explosion still happens or does it? Mm. And um, this scene is a little bit different. Um, you know, well, actually, no, it's exactly the same. We know the bomb is Adrian waking up the husband in the bed. Yeah. And so we've got like this, like five plus minute scene of just that. We don't quite know what would happen if he wakes up, but we know it'd be bad. And that puts us, uh, we, we feel pressured for Cecilia, this character we don't know, but has a goal. Um, she seems to be like a, you know, a person in distress. So we're rooting for her right off the bat. Yeah. She's smart, capable. Um, methodical she seems to besides stumbling over a dog food bowl she's kind of got everything worked out um so it's really easy to like cecilia right off the bat even though we don't quite know what she's fighting for if she's fighting for freedom that's usually something that most people can um uh, identify with whether it's your home life a friendship that you want to get out of like a better relationship <laughs> yeah, a job so, a job exactly <laughs> like any any number of things it's like escaping from something with people combined is very relatable. Man. Yeah. So when, again, I'm always going to be a sucker for well thought out, really tight openings. And uh, we're getting a lot in like the first five to 10 minutes. This opening scene ends with uh, Cecilia being picked up by her sister, Emily in a car, Adrian catching up to them, smashing through the window to try to stop her and cutting his hand. Uh, her dropping a, a bottle of pills, which we learn later to be diazepam, which might be Pam, not no R, which might be birth control. Is, is that right? Uh, 
Maybe. I know she, I know later on in the movie that they talk about she was taking something to prevent her from getting pregnant because she did not want to have a child with this this guy. Wikipedia says it produces a calming effect, so maybe it helps with anxiety or something like that. Yeah. Um, Okay. So he picks that up with his bloody hand. That's important for later. Uh, But she gets away. And then then we cut to to two weeks later and she's hanging out with her or she's rooming with uh, Emily friend yeah who's a cop and uh, his daughter's in the house these characters names are james and sydney yeah is that right yep yep yep. and uh she's just kind of adjusting to life without this dominating presence that was her manipulative abusive husband slash boyfriend and this is where the movie starts yeah it's it's a great opening Uh, it's a really good opening yeah it's i mean i was it was very tense you know, I was, I'm, I'm like, I'm rooting for her to get away. Not sure why, other than the fact that, you know, that, that more than likely this guy's an asshole, you know, but we don't know the full story yet. Um, you know, she, she, uh, we do, we do when she's leaving, see the glimpse of that. Uh, this comes into play later. It's, it's some sort of, I don't know, some sort of machine. I don't know. You we, know. we see like this, the same thing, like the early Iron Man suits were hanging out in, like there's yeah. like a, like a harness type thing, but there's nothing there. It's like, no, nope. so whatever was there was missing. It was, it was important though, because it, it the, you know, they really focused on it. So we're like, and okay, it, this is probably going to come into play later. And it's behind like a locked glass container door thing. Yeah. I like mean, it, yeah, this, this, this guy would be your, uh. This guy would be your like, uh, you know, like as Tony Stark is in the Marvel Universe, you know, Iron Man, you know, does good and but has a shit ton of money is brilliant. This is probably this guy is very similar, has a ton of money, is brilliant, but he's just a controlling asshole. Sure. You know, I mean, he's basically later on in the movie, she says he's a sociopath, you know, so. Yeah. And what's interesting is we only ever really see that in a definitive way um, uh, through Cecilia. So we're actually not even sure if she's telling the truth. She might be an unreliable True. narrator. Um, we, f- we find out that there's enough evidence against uh, Adrian to believe her. And I think I do believe Elizabeth Moss's character in this movie. There's just too many stuff that happens that uh, sort of tip the hand in that regard. Um, so she's living with uh, James and Sydney. Sydney yeah. So, sing- yeah, he's, I, I don't know, single dad. We don't know about the mom. Single dad, you know, your regular, your regular uh, neighborhood, you know, uh, you know, uh, one story house just in regular suburbia. Um, it's a nice house. Uh, yeah. James is a handyman. Uh, he's got a shitty ladder, but he's still painted and doing work <laughs> around the house. Yeah. Sydney, we don't really see much of her right now, but we're about to in a couple minutes. Um, uh, Emily, the sister, comes back to visit. And then, you know, uh, Cecilia's like, oh, dude, you're not supposed to do this. He can track you yeah. and find me. What are you doing here? And then she reveals that Adrian has apparently committed suicide. So he's out of the picture. That's awesome. There's no more movie, but there's still like two more hours. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. That, but you know, it, it it never seemed convincing. Like she was never convinced that he was in fact dead. And this is just very skeptical of that. Like, yeah, I don't know about that. And this is where like you as a viewer would be like, well, is Cecilia delusional? Uh, We saw her take medication earlier. Is, does she have some sort of disorder that would make her, you know, believe in uh, things that aren't happening. So the movie kind of before it pushes evidence against that is kind of opening up the question, well, how reliable is Cecilia as a narrator? 
So it's it's in it's in doubt. And to be fair, as the movie goes along from an outsider's perspective, it is wild the thing she's coming up with. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if this like we we were talking about if if this wasn't called the Invisible Man and we kind of think okay, well, he's going to be invisible at some point, then then yeah, this is some crazy bat shit. Like, yeah, really? These things are happening. We're not going to believe any of this, you know? Well, yeah, it's crazy. Uh it's It'd be like uh, saying, hey, there's faster than light travel, you know, turning invisible is an insane prospect. You can't do that. But you're saying it's being done and it's being done by your ex-boyfriend just to torture you. Yeah, it's it's pretty silly. Um, Like, I wouldn't believe it if I heard it. So anyway, she doesn't believe that he's dead. um, But seemingly to everyone else, the problem is solved. Um, So what happens next? Well, there's so, the, there's the uh, there's the reading of his. Well, really, more more so the the finality of his estate when it comes to Cecilia. So uh, Emily and Cecilia go to uh, you know where his brother uh, Tom is. I I'm going to assume this is his his office uh, to finalize the estate, which which they find out um, Cecilia is going to get five million dollars. Um, is this where Cecilia also says that she does not believe that he's actually dead? No, that's later on. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, the thing is because she knows him so well and, and knows the type of person he is, she doesn't believe he's dead. I, I don't get that impression at all. There's like one glimpse and that's not long after she gets this $5 million where, you know, she, she gives, uh, Sydney, you know, uh, you know, a basically opens her up an account for her college fund, buys James a new ladder because his old ladder is is, is just crap and and falling apart. There's like a glimpse for a second. I think she may buy it, you know, may go a little shopping and buy some clothes. But I I don't know if she ever really, truly believes he's dead. You know, if you're if you're just given five million dollars, you know, I don't know, I, I probably would would go out and spend some money and just kind of forget about everything else for a little bit. But then, you know, I think reality starts to sit in and like, I know this guy too well. There's no way in hell he would kill himself. That's just not his, that's just not him, you know? But I think part of the, part of the, uh, 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 of his will, uh, there was a stipulation that if, if she should, I don't know, get into, into trouble, hurt someone that it, it voids, it voids the estate or the $5 million or something like that. I'll come into play later. Right. So there's two things being set up here. One, we're getting to know James and Sydney, the, the father and daughter that she's rooming with. Um, we, I like them right off the bat. Um, movies kind of sometimes have a habit of playing this hand too hard and make it seem cheesy and forced. This movie does a great job, probably, uh, driven mostly by the performance of these actors it's really great and it seems natural i was laughing which doesn't happen too much when yeah. i'm being like quote unquote force-fed scenes like this but i really like james i like sydney they seem to be like a cool father daughter and then elizabeth moss or cecilia is doing like her best because she knows she this is their in a way and you know they would probably never say this putting them out by having like this insane situation <laughs> thrust upon them but they're helping anyway they're good people yeah and so but in uh, you know after the the a couple of weeks have passed, they like each other. It seems that it doesn't feel like it. It seems like they just want to help each other out, you know, because yeah. they're good people. Yeah, and I like them, and I, the movie does a really good job yeah. of making you like them. I do. I do like the their characters. Um, there were a couple scenes here and there, a couple lines that kind of felt like it was a little over the top, like goofiness. 
Um, you know, that they're they're trying to make us like these characters too much, but but you know, maybe I, I, that was probably done intentionally because because we care about them so much at some point and we know that there could be some harm to them because they are now part of her universe here, you know. Exactly. Um so that's exactly my point. There are stakes being set up. She cares about these people. Uh, any uh, damage to either their person or her relationship with them would be devastating to her. And uh, we know that her money is stipulated on her not having any sort of crimes in her name or not being charged with any crime. Yeah. So if that happens, well, now Sydney can't go to her college of choice, which is like a fashion school named Parsons, I think. Parsons. So there are stakes yeah. here. And because... Cecilia is ostensibly a good person. This would suck. And because we like these characters, me as a viewer, the, uh, yeah. the, the movie audience, well, I would hate that. So the movie's doing a really good job at setting up these states that are just beyond physical. This person could die. Elizabeth Moss could die, etc. So yeah. the, the movie's doing great. The more stakes you can add into a movie that you care about, the better it is. And this is a great example of that. So... The next bit is uh, we start getting some funky things happening in the house. Yeah. Um, they celebrate because she provides a better ladder to James. She provides <laughs> yeah. a bank account to uh, Sydney so she can pay for the college. These are great gifts. Obviously, oh, yeah. one is more expensive than the other, <laughs> but the thought is what counts. And then they yeah. celebrate with champagne and they, you know, they, hang, they wake up a little hungover. James goes off to work. Sydney is in bed. And the scene is set up so Cecilia is cooking breakfast at a stovetop using a knife or whatever. Yeah. She goes to wake up Sydney in her bedroom. And this is where we get our first taste of the Invisible Man. Or just at least some freaky stuff happening. And so, you know, there is a question very early on in this film where Cecilia is an unreliable narrator because we're seeing everything through her her perspective. In this scene, Cecilia is not in frame so we're not actually seeing this scene from her perspective we're seeing it from the objective viewpoint of the camera and typically when a filmmaker is being honest and not doing like cheap tricks this means that we can trust anything we're seeing because it's not through the lens of another character Mm -hmm. and what we see is the knife that she was using to cut mushrooms sort of fall off the counter like it was being pulled away we don't see a hand we don't hear it drop and then we see the stove that was a light go all the way to the max setting, yeah. which basically is about to start a fire, which it does. Which it does. And it could start a grease fire, but luckily Sydney was quick thinking and puts it out. That's the scene. Nothing else crazy happens. And then we get like a cute little joke saying, hey, can we salvage his burnt stuff yeah. from CC? Um, so at this point, if you had any sort of doubts, and you might still have doubt that Cecilia is kind of making all this stuff up. This scene right here provides validity for all of her future arguments that even her wild tales that pop up later, we kind of already all have the evidence we need. We know the ex-boyfriend slash husband is a tech genius. We know he works in optics. We know the movie is called The Invisible Man. <laughs> and uh, we've saw some objectively weird stuff that happens outside of Cecilia's frame. So this is the movie tipping its hand that this is all the evidence you need to sort of believe her. Now, the things she says later on in the movie are still crazy, but I think if you just focus on this one scene here, you can kind of believe Cecilia throughout the entire movie. Yeah. I mean, yeah, from, from, as a character within the movie, yeah, it's, 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 it's crazy. 
you know, from, from an objective viewer that, you know, us, the audience. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this is all believable. This all, you know, but, but yeah, I mean, she, uh, okay. she, stuff, stuff starts happening and, and it's, you know, it, it's, she can explain it and she can believe it, but it's, it's hard to convince any of these, any of these people that this stuff is happening. And, you know, that's why we start, we start getting little things and it's, and it's Adrian's well, way of, they're not uh, even little dude. I mean, uh, Emily well, gets an email from quote unquote, Cecilia. That's later on. Now they, they, they get, no, hold on. That's a little later. That's a little later. Cause we, we, we got the, we got the bedroom scene where the blanket gets pulled off uh, her missing, uh, her missing portfolio pieces. Cause we find out that she's an, uh, an architect. She goes to a job interview the the whole portfolio all her pieces are gone so that's quite embarrassing because she right. just had it so so he starts little and then he just makes it bigger and it's it's almost to 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 you know to either um either is she is she going is she going crazy you know i'm gonna do these little things is she losing it does she think she's losing it um or it's just to, to create enough uh doubt in in all of the the people that surround her sister and 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 Sydney and James is is she losing it herself? Can we believe anything she says? And so it's just it's little things, you know. And then of course, yes, it gets it gets drastic. Um, but you know the scene in the bedroom where the blanket is, it looks like her and uh, Sydney are sharing a bed. The the comforter's pulled off. It's on the ground. She thinks someone's sitting in the chair. She throws the blanket. You know. Uh, you, you and I were talking, you know, we thought there would be a, a person there, but I kind of felt he wasn't going to tip his hand too quick. And so that made sense to me, you know? So just those little things, she goes to the job interview, seems like it's a very uh, prestigious architectural firm. No, uh, no portfolio. How embarrassing is that? That's embarrassing. Um, you know, I've been to interviews where I brought my portfolio. <laughs> I check it a million times before I leave, but you know, she just assumed it was okay. She. She feels embarrassed. She faints, right? She passes out. They end up in the hospital. Um, doctors tells her that she's she's been taking these pills, but she doesn't have those pills. Those pills were dropped when she she escaped from Adrian. Right. So that's kind of interesting, you know, not to mention some other news that they wanted to tell her, but she kind of just kind of blinked out at that point where she saw the the bottle of pills on the on the bathroom sink and she knew it wasn't there when she hopped into the shower. So of course all these things are starting to add up, you know? Right. So the movie and for the world around her is making her seem very unreliable. When you have so much information that's kind of conflicting with what is quote unquote happening for everyone else, you're deemed a, uh, you know, like a quote unquote crazy person. Mm -hmm. So people tend to not believe you with any other thing, any other information you try to convey. Yeah. So, you know, people aren't, believing cecilia they just kind of they yeah. want to help her but it's hard to help someone who's so delusional and so adrian if we were to believe cecilia has done a wonderful job doing that yes he has royally yes. screwed over her life um and then his next trick is emailing emily uh a very nasty email saying that she wished that emily had died instead of adrian and that she finds her suffocating and that she basically doesn't want anything to do with her sister anymore. Um, Emily doesn't believe so that Cecilia did not write that email. Yeah. Adrian did it. Well, that's a tall tale. He's dead. Yeah. You know, there's no reason for me to believe he's not dead. Um, even earlier in an earlier scene, 
when they meet with Tom again and James is with her. Yeah. Right. And yeah. uh, Cece is saying, well, this is what I think is happening. So just, just tell me that, give me the truth, please. Yeah. And like, no, 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 no. And then he shows her like, like, uh, like think, police photos almost yeah. of like Adrian's, uh, like arm slit open. Was it blood everywhere. Slits? Yeah. I don't, okay. I didn't, I didn't see that. I, 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 um, I almost thought it was maybe like a, a gunshot or something. I just know it was on like a, a, a bed with sheets and stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, cause she, she, she knows and, well, and, and she thinks she, she thinks Tom knows, which is the brother because you know, he's, he's basically Adrian's bitch. Dude, That's, stop saying bitch. Like he's the lap dog, right? Like well, it was not a bitch. Yeah, but that sounds so terrible. Like he's the lapdog, you know, like he's he listens to his back and call. He again, Adrian is super manipulative in a way. Everyone is supposed to be his quote unquote bitch. Right. Um, He he controls. He I think even Tom says that he uh, I forget the line, uh, but he says he knows how to uh, he knows how to get into people's heads. That's what he does. Yes. He's, good, he's very good at that. You know, uh, very, very manipulative. So, and it doesn't um, seem that, uh, I know they're, they're siblings, but there's like a, never mind. I, I was just saying, I was trying to remember, but I can't remember it. Yeah. The, oh, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, but they're brothers. So let's just roll with it. Right. They're kind of the same person. They just one is a super genius tech billionaire. Right. And then yeah. the other one is an attorney basically. Is he attorney? I don't know. I don't know. He, I, we we know he's executor of the state. He, he I, yeah, I guess he could be an attorney. He's got he's he's got the fancy briefcase and 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 uh, the all those fancy pins. Yeah, you know when you have a briefcase and fancy pins, that makes you an attorney right off the bat. I mean, I don't have a briefcase, <laughs> but I do have fancy pens, so I'm halfway to you being know a what? lawyer, dude. You know, at school, uh, screw law school. All you do, all you need is just a briefcase. I'll get you one, Sweet. and you can start practicing law. and start calling you Saul. There we um, go. Um, but uh, so so you know, James goes with her. Of course, you know he's looking at her like, yeah, okay, you know. Um, but you know, she, she kind of knows that Tom knows something, but he's of course not going to admit it, you know? And then of course we start, yeah, we, you know, we got that email. Um, what did we get? Oh, did we got, didn't we get the scene with, uh, where, uh, Sydney comes into the room and I think Cecilia's on the ground and of course she's upset and yeah. she's like, Hey, let's, you know, let's have like a girl's, like a girl's night. And then. And then, of course, Adrian, you know, Mr. Invisible punches Sydney's and Sydney thinks it was Cecilia. So which is pretty crazy to me because like they're both like three feet away. So how did Sydney think she hit him to hit her? Well, I mean, I know it's like well, yeah. who else was in the room? Who, exactly. But still, it's like, how do you explain? Like, she doesn't have that big of a reach. She's like five feet tall. <laughs> um, So that happens. James rushes Sydney out. And now she's alone in the room. Or I'm sorry, in the house by herself. Yeah. And then she starts investigating and she goes up into the attic after she calls, calls yeah. the phone. He left the phone on vibrate for whatever reason when he's trying to be <laughs> sneaky up in the attic. There's just no way he could have expected her to call. So it's not like he's doing some super secret mind games. He just might be an idiot or just a cool scene in the movie. So that happens. She goes into the attic and finds the knife that was taken earlier off from the counter Finds the photos on his phone that were taken of them while they were asleep, Sydney and Cece. Yeah. And then she gets a text message saying surprise. And then she turns around. There's nothing there. 
And then she goes back to the attic entrance and then pours paint down. Yeah. And then we see sort of like a like a face with a lot of like round recesses in in it. So it doesn't look yeah. quite look human. Um, but it's, something's there. Oh, and absolutely. Yeah. So and then she kind of gets into a scruffle with this invisible man. Oh, I love it. <laughs> so that happens and it's kind of crazy. And then she runs from the home and just kind of somehow gets a lift really fast. I know. And right? makes her way to um Adrian's house. Uh, you know what what was interesting is um the house was located at, at Stinson Beach, which is which is a beach near the Bay Area. Yeah, and, this, well, this movie takes place in San Francisco. Yeah, because I, I remember seeing the bridge, but um, I, I've been to Stinson Beach. I went to, I don't know if I ever told you this story, but I went to Stinson Beach when I was a kid, uh, eight or nine, with, with my dad and a couple friends to go fishing. And Stinson Beach used to be a nude beach. At least it was back then. And that was interesting. When you're eight or nine and you're seeing a bunch of naked people on a beach and they're playing frisbee and volleyball and all these other things. And half of them that, are old guys. And half of them are old guys. And and sure. yeah, that was uh that was that was weird for me. That was a weird experience for me. Anyways, I thought about that when they were they were talking about that. So Yeah, well speaking about traumatic experiences, uh we go from that scene into the house where she investigates. Uh, she says, hey, lift guy, I might be two minutes, I'm going to be 20 minutes. Can you just sit, sit here? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, well, I'm not going to find any other fare over here, so sure. <laughs> um, so she goes inside, and she finds the invisible suit behind a locked that locked door. She puts in her, uh, the, the first day they met with, you know, her and Adrian. Yeah. That opens it up. And then, you know, she slowly uncovers that there is an invisible sort of like suit that you can put on and turn invisible. And, you know, so that means Adrian is not injecting a serum into him, changing a genetic code. He's just putting on like a very high tech suit. Yes. Which is like reasonably believable, especially in this day and age, especially after like the Marvel movies, like all this stuff. Absolutely. Like there's enough like audience belief here to be like, oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense and it would totally work. Yep. Um, yep. Especially for whatever he does with optics and everything. That makes, it makes total sense. And you're also in San Francisco where all the best stuff happens. So there yep. you go. Yep. So she finds the suit. No one is there, she thinks. She thinks someone is there now. I forget why. Oh, yeah, because the, the, the dog Zeus was barking. Yeah. So she quickly hides the suit. So she so the guy doesn't like fully know that she found out about it. Um, but of course, you know, basically well, she's just hiding the second suit, right? She's just hiding yeah. it. Yeah. And that'll come into play later. Yeah. Um, and then she runs out after having a brief altercation. Doesn't really happen. Not much happens there. Yeah. And then she wants to tell someone what she found out. On her lift ride, she calls up her sister to meet her at a restaurant, and they do. And this yeah. is where the where you know the, the the very nasty back half of this movie happens. Everything up until now has been pretty tame, and this is where the movie starts to get pretty depressing. This is this is where yeah he, he it, these these things that he's doing becomes very extreme. You know he started out small, and this 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 next scene is crazy. So you know she wants to tell her sister about the invisibility suit. She has proof now. So let's go and look at the proof. Well, as she's telling her that a knife is floating by uh, her, by Cece's head. And Emily sees it before she has any time to register what's going on. A very quick, as a very quick swiping motion and the knife cuts Emily's neck and she bleeds out and dies all in, all in front of everybody at the restaurant. And then Adrian, the invisible man 
puts it. Well, to be fair, we don't actually know it's Adrian. We assume it's Adrian. Yeah. But Adrian is supposed to be dead. Let's just say it's Adrian for now. Um, puts the knife into her hand. And now yeah. she is holding up a hand by her dead sister who's blood out. Sure. And this is where the movie is pretty, pretty reprehensible for me. This is, it's a, it's a very effective scene. It's a really great scene, but man, do I just so feel so bad for everyone. I yes. feel bad for Emily. I feel bad for Cece. <laughs> yes. The truth was there. She had it and it was taken yeah. away from her. So now we've had all these stakes that the movie has slowly risen up over the movie, her, her relationship with her sister, her relationship with James and Sydney, uh, the, the, mo- the monetary, uh, yeah, the gain that she yeah. had in, mm-hmm. in the trust yeah. it's all gone now it's all gone. she has yeah. com- committed murder in the eyes of the public she she is insane she's a murderer so, yeah. uh on top of everything else that happened with all these other characters she has nothing now yeah and then she is uh incarcerated sent to a mental hospital and then she's informed she is pregnant and this is where the movie takes another turn so we get a meeting with tom and tom the, the lawyer guy the brother he says okay this is what's this is the position you're in and these are your two options but let's lower our voices here's a third option all that crazy (laughs) shit you were spouting out earlier in my office where i said it wasn't true that actually is true (laughs) so so if you just agree to have the baby we can return to normalcy well you know don't worry about the stories we'll have to the, the yarn we'll have to spend for you know bringing adrian back to life these murders you've committed we're rich we'll figure it we're rich and white we'll figure it out <laughs> yeah so right. that happens she says fuck you throws his papers off the the table and steals very sneakily a pen yeah a fountain pen and if you know a fountain pen these typically like fountain pens seem like really sharp but most of the time they have like a little like round nib yeah. so could you probably cut yourself with that yeah but oh, it sure would take could. like it'd be like cutting yourself with like a blunt knife yeah, like you'd have to hit yourself really hard. Yeah. But, you know, here's a weapon for her or, or whatever that she can use later on in the movie. And so that's the scene. Good stuff, right, Dad? Good stuff. Yeah. 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 Not to mention her little speech where she puts Tom down about how, how you know, he's spineless and does everything his brother. He's just basically like a puppet, right? You yeah. Know? And like a lesser version of her brother. Like she's really yes. putting salt on him. It's really great. Yeah, it's a, that's a good little uh, good little scene there. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. And despite all this, Cecilia is still really strong, and she's kind of like rising to the occasion and really Walter Whitey and all this stuff. Like she's just finding a solution for every new problem that comes to her. Like she's also thinking a couple sets ahead. What is she doing with that fountain pen? We don't know. You know, at first I wasn't sure. I thought maybe she was going to use it. Who knows? You know, these movies they use some small little object to pick a lock. <laughs> I was, but I'm like, well, I don't think she's locked into the, I know she's locked in the room, but I don't think she's like handcuffed or anything. So, well, if I remember like in Terminator two, yes. Does, doesn't she do that with a, like some uh, random like nurse? Like though? A, yeah. Like, and I felt paper. really bad for that nurse. Cause like I, he I didn't did deserve too. that. Yeah. Luckily it doesn't happen in this movie. Elizabeth Moss is a, you know, a sane person. Yeah. Go figure. So she doesn't actually hurt anyone that doesn't deserve to be hurt. So she very cleverly uh, hides the pen MacGyver style using some glue, the pen and sort of hiding it above. It almost looked like gum or something that was stuck to it or something yeah. like that. Yeah. It was like some weird like epoxy or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. She sticks it in the little closet and she, and- so she throughout this entire movie, the, the cameras always lingered on empty spaces. And then uh, Cecilia's eyes has always kind of been drawn to where the camera is. And that's, you know, maybe he's there. We don't know he's there, but he could be there. 
And so that happens a lot while she's in this hospital. Um, and so, you know, she gets inspected by the nurse. The nurse says, okay, everything is good. He leaves the room, locks the door. She's alone. Yeah. Lights, then, I think lights out. I'm going to go to sleep, whatever else. She right? grabs, yep. Yeah, she grabs a pen. I forget if she turns on the shower or not, but she's in the shower. Um, um she, fully, she turns on the shower. Fully clothed sure. or whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, this is all for effect, right? Yeah. So she says, you know, I'm not going to follow your plan or whatever. Grabs the pen. Yeah. Uh, you know, takes off the cap, stabs in her arm, pulls down. With the intention to commit suicide, you're not going to have the baby and you're not going to have me. All your power is gone. Yep. And so that, you know, she's playing a great hand here. You have to call whatever or you have to raise. And so he grabs her arm to stop. Yeah. You know, the, 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 you know, the further damage. And now she's got him. So she takes the pen, starts stabbing him. Jabbing him. Yeah. Yeah, It's pretty sweet. (laughs) She's one upping the, this genius guy with an invisible suit. It's fucking great. Yeah. And it actually malfunctions the suit. So now he's like coming in and out of reality yep. almost. Yeah. He's not obviously yeah. leaving the universe. Like a glitch. Anyway. Like there's like a glitch in something. So it's like it glitches and it's, hey, you can see part of him. And then it glitches again and then he's invisible. And so, yeah. Yeah. And then we get one of the coolest like pseudo action scenes in like well, the last few movies I've seen. It's really cool. They're ba- you basically have like 10 clueless guards <laughs> not sure, like, like coming in one by one, not sure what's happening. <laughs> To the yeah. previous guards who are just lying on the floor and there's no one there besides, uh, you know, a woman on the ground, like 30 feet away. And yes. so he's slowly dispatching all these guys. He probably only kills like one or two, but like, yeah, he just takes all on, on all of them. Yeah. And it's just the fact that sight is taken away from these guys is all it needs or he needs like sort of yeah. take all of them out. You're helpless, man. If yeah. you can't see something, I mean, what shit. And he's know? like popping in and out. He's like shooting. The, the gun is floating. He's shooting people. He's hitting people. <laughs> Honestly, if this was like a superhero, I'd be like, yeah, this is really cool. But he's a bad guy. So I just want him to get shot. I just want one of yeah. these guys to shoot him like when he pops into existence and they just trust their instincts. Yeah. But that doesn't yeah. happen. Yeah. But I mean, at least what we're seeing at this point is that, you know, there's there's some some validation that she isn't crazy because some of these guards or police officers are seeing these floating objects. Yeah. And glitching in and out. And look, I saw a figure, but then it disappeared. So there's justification there. And if if the movie you thought was giving you a counter argument to that very first scene in the kitchen, here is that second counter argument saying, why the fuck wouldn't you believe her? We already told you what was going on. And this is that scene. Yeah. So we know that for a fact, she is right on the money somehow with everything. Um, it is a tall tale. And yeah. to think that she he had an invisibility suit is kind of crazy. But her intuition was right on the money. It, the movie never actually explains if she if he she saw him working on invisibility so we assume no otherwise she would just no no but it seems like she's taken a wild guess based on his previous work yeah she i think she says early on in the movie to tom look we know what he does he's capable of creating this he's right. a, he's a damn genius you know so so this is possible it's all plausible at least in her eyes you know now now all of a sudden these things are happening and okay it's it's a little more believable now you know so she takes a gun. She tries to follow him, shoot him. She's missing all of it. He's in. Look, if you have an invisible guy, you have to be in water at some point. How else are you going to see him in a cool way where he's still invisible, but you can kind of yeah. like, quote unquote, see him, right? You got smoke, you got water. So here's our water bit. So <laughs> yep. we're in the yep. rain. She's trying to fight him. She can't get him. He always has the upper hand on her because, hey, turns out humans really like to see stuff before they shoot. So <laughs> she just never has a good shot. Um, and then he basically gets the upper hand says, Hey, look, 
you got my baby. I'm not going to obviously kill you because I, you know, I, I need that. So I'm just yeah. going to hurt what you care about instead. Sydney and James was still alive. Well, I'm going to kill Sydney. Sorry, dude, as you brought this on yourself. Classic, yeah. like manipulator, abuser behavior. So he drives down there. She's trying to call James. She gets in contact with him saying, hey, like, I know I'm in a mental hospital for committing murder. Don't worry about that for now. <laughs> your daughter's in danger. Just trust yeah, me. Get your ass over there. So James, so we got three people all going to the same spot where Sydney is sort of locked up in the house by herself. And then we yeah. get a, a pretty brutal scene where Sydney actually gets the pepper spray the, type uh, like, thing. Is it pepper sp- or mace? One of the two. I think it's mace. Is it mace? Okay. So she does that, gets him, knocks him down. And then she's like freaking out because like there is an invisible guy <laughs> in here. And then James pops in at the same time. And then... You know, he gets beat up by the invisible guy. Yeah, because I think isn't Adrian choking her out at this time? Like when James comes in, I think she's being choked or something. Mm-hmm. And so James sees it and and then he's like, what the hell? And then he starts, he gets his ass whooped. Yep. And this guy's huge. This guy's like Terry Crews level huge. <laughs> yeah, he's a big guy. So like, you know, he could take himself in a fight, but invisible guy can't do anything about can't, it. Somebody can't, can't, can't see. see. Yeah. Um. So he does. He basically is almost dead. And then uh, Cecilia pops up. She's got her gun. Says, hey, get down. Oh, no, she's got uh, the... um, Oh, the fire extinguisher. Hey, which is something we saw in the movie. Which is, yeah, you know. Checks off Chekhov's gun. We'll check that off. So she does that so she can see him, shoots him, and then this guy's dead. I don't know why you have an invisibility suit without body armor, but it doesn't... It can't stop bullets. It can only stop... Well, it doesn't stop light. It has light go through it. Well, bullets also go through it. So... This guy's dead. Could it could have it could have been as simple as this was version one and version two had the uh the, had the velcro underneath <laughs> had the velcro underneath well, to not stop velcro. bullets um uh, the Teflon or whatever 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 that, bulletproof vest we're, type we're, of thing yeah we're not yeah you, you know this was version one man he was still working on the next version so you know you gotta you gotta run the you know tests and tweaks and stuff so she takes off the mask and it is not Adrian it is Tom oh well I guess that means Tom yeah, you knew this right at this point Tom that, was the one behind all this stuff but why well yeah. okay so it turns out adrian didn't commit suicide he was locked up in the house the entire time <laughs> yeah convenient do huh? you believe that well let's let's continue on with the movie and then you know there's enough evidence here between all the stuff that happened in the hospital between the dead body and james's house with the invisibility suit that's you know i guess cc was telling the truth so no murder you're good James, Sydney, we're okay. You were telling the truth. Emily, well, you're still dead. But now the only thing sort of like loose end left in the movie is sort of having Adrian confess that he actually did it because Cece's still convinced that Adrian yeah. was the mastermind behind all this. Yeah, she's and trying that, to she's trying to convince James, you know, because James being a police officer, you know, it's like, look, just just trust me. I know this guy, you know. And he, like enough crazy stuff has happened. Like, why not go on uh, on the limb to help out his friend? Yeah. You know, it's not going to hurt anything. So that's what we get. Elizabeth Moss is, I'm sorry. I don't know why I keep saying her name. I just, <laughs> Cecilia. Cecilia goes to Adrian. They go off for like, you know, it's like a dinner at, you know, his, you, you at, can, at the big house. Yeah. You can see Adrian as being like the perfect first date. Basically. He's got a bunch of different food. He's got oh, like a absolutely. feast here. Yeah. Fancy house. Yep. Very handsome. Um, He's got everything. Um, Obviously they've been here before. Cecilia know that this guy's a monster. She just needs to get him to admit it. Um, so she tries to get him to admit it. He is steadfast and does not do that. Yeah, he sticks to it. I really kind of thought he was going to, I thought he would, he, I thought he would like break down and, and finally say it, but that's not, 
He's what, too smart for that. He's too smart. That's a social, social, you know, there, there's, he's, he's not gonna, he's not gonna cave in and, and do that. That's, that's not who he is. It's also like the information game. Having her doubt it is far more powerful than admitting it. You know, yeah. I don't think he knows he's being taped or wired, but at the very least, like knowing something for sure that someone else does not know for sure is a huge power move. So of course he would never, ever tell her unless, you know, he had a very specific reason to tell her. And that's not this one, or at least it's not here. There's not an opportunity time for him to tell him. So she's like, well, she kind of breaks down, says, Hey, can I have a minute? Goes to the bathroom. Yeah, let me, I got to freshen up. And then yeah. Adrian just kind of chills there. And then and you can tell he's, he's kind of getting irritated because I think he looks at his watch like, damn, how long does she take to freshen up? Mm-hmm. You know? And so we know that she hid an invisibility suit in the bedroom closet. And then, you know, supposedly Adrian's arm kind of jerks up with the knife and cuts his own throat. What happened here? Who's the no? You know, <laughs> right. just dot, 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 dot this. <laughs> yeah. uh, Cecilia comes out, discovers a gruesome scene. He's bleeding out and dying. Mm-hmm. And then and, you play, know, and plays it out quite well. Picks yep. up the phone, calls, calls 911. You know, my boyfriend or whatever is, has, has tried to commit suicide. You know, there's a camera in, in this, in this dining area. So, so a huge black blind spot, huge blind spot, which of course she knows about because she lived there. And so, you know, she, she plays it up, she plays it up. And then, and then it, we see her slowly move out of that blind spot and just sit there and, yep. and with this, uh, with this grin, you know, I got you, I beat you. Well, she says surprise, right? Which is just, she does, which well, we see that, which is also times. what, uh, tipped her off to make her believe that he was responsible for all that stuff because surprise is a little theme that kind of pops up in the movie. It does. And it's something that she believes only Adrian says. Yeah. You know, so the, you know, this is that. And, uh, James seems to be cool with that. He knows what happens because <laughs> she's he, carrying yeah. the second invisibility suit in her bag that she has just open up. Yeah. And she's like, oh, what does it seem like happened? And then James says, well, it yeah. seemed like he killed himself. Took, took a little convincing, not a lot, but a little. I'm kind of surprised James went along with that, if I'm being honest. Yeah. yeah. It seems that he wouldn't. He, I, I think he, um, he, he, like I said, he had to be convinced a little bit. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so that's about as much as I kind of figured it would take. With everything that transpired, I kind of figured he would probably be okay with it, but it would take a little bit of convincing, and I'm sure he probably felt a little guilty about it, but okay, <laughs> you know, so, but I mean, yeah, we get this, she's got, what is this, that duffel bag, the suit's in there, and we got, you know, she kind of walks off, and with, with, with what's the dog's name, Zeus? Zeus. Zeus, yeah. Yep. So that's... Walks off with, with Zeus, and um, it's a happy we ending. have that, we have that. She that very kind of uh, I don't know what is this kind of eerie smile on her face? Is it, it just is no? This... It was not eerie in the slightest no? to me. I, it felt very hopeful, yeah. Um, because you think? She, she's finally being freed from her cage. I almost took it. I don't know, man. It was kind of split for me. Like I, I part of me was like I said, it was a little eerie, and then I, I get what you're saying as well. It was like somewhere in the, in between, and I, it, it almost had me questioning like something, like huh. No, but you're probably right. You're probably right. I just probably was looking into it. I, I believe Cecilia in this movie and I'm glad she's out of this murderer's grasp in a way. Um, you know, there's enough 
within the film to make me believe her. So I do. Oh, no, I absolutely believe her. I guess... I, I don't think Cecilia, after this movie, is going to be a murderer with a suit. I don't. No, no, no. I, that's not what I meant. I, I don't know, man. I Maybe mean, I was just looking into the smile. Maybe I was... I even, like, uh, fast-forwarded through the credits to see if there was, like, a, like a, one of those, you know... Oh, uh, you, didn't, you didn't get a post credit scene? No. I did. She was being asked to join the Avengers. Shut up. Whatever. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> There's no after credit scene, but I think it's hopeful. I think it's a bittersweet ending. She always had to commit murder. I feel sorry for that. But she was necessary, though. She was never going to get out of that in, unless he was dead. He was going to torment her and haunt her forever and ever. And that's just a horrible feeling, especially someone you can't see. Sure. I mean, that's it's a horrible thing, right? I mean, you know, some of the, you know, we know that through the through the rest of the movie that if she were to go away again, that he would find her again and torment her again. It's just going to yes. happen. It's already yeah. happened. And then how many other, how many other people get hurt or die in the process, you know? Yes. And she makes more friends or whatever the hell it is, you know? It is a karmic ending that I'm okay with in this case. I usually don't like it when people kill other people as like, you know, like vigilante judges type of thing, but it works here. It's fine. You know, this guy deserved to die. And so, in so many words, I, you know, I, I don't mind him being gone. This guy sucked. He killed Emily. That's oh, absolutely. I I have no problem with him dying. And he he got his he got his uh, he's got his just. I mean I mean, you know, uh, dying that way is look dying as a whole is sucks. But getting your neck sliced, fuck that, man. Yeah, you know I've seen that too many times in horror movies. I don't like it. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a go to. You know, I guess there's only so many ways you can kill someone, but. You know, uh, that that particular, uh, you know, type of way to go was 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 a big deal in this one. I mean, it happened a few times that knife that knife came into play quite a bit, didn't it? I don't know if it's the same knife. It's not the same. Knife. Same knife. Oh, okay. It's not the same knife. OK, but it is a it, knife. Very sharp. You know, it is an object that can cut things <laughs> multiple times. Uh, so. Uh, so I, I mean, it seemed like we both like this. I mean, I, I, you know, I thought this was a good movie, good movie, good performance, good everything. Watch this movie if you haven't, and you still are interested after this spoiler filled review. It's good. It'll yeah. be worth the two hours you spend with it. And um, it didn't feel like two hours to me, which is a great thing to say about a movie that is two hours. Yeah, no, it didn't. It was, uh, it, it was, uh, it was a good movie. I, I, uh, um, I wasn't sure what to expect. You know, when I first saw the, the the trailer, I was like, "Oh, okay, another one of these." But no, they 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 had a nice little cool uh, spin on the story, and I yeah, I enjoyed it. I know I was kidding about the Avengers thing, but I would kind of be down for like a spinoff movie to this movie where Elizabeth Moss's character Cecilia just kind of kicks ass <laughs> and in like an invisibility suit. I you know, if you guys want to make that movie, come talk to me. We'll make it happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's funny. So, all right, man. Well, anything else? Did we miss anything? I think we hit on most of it. Are we going to talk about everything every single time? No. no. We're not. Did we talk about all we want to talk about? I guess, let me, let me rephrase that. Anything super important that was really, I don't know, that was really cool that we didn't, uh, that we didn't uh, touch on? I don't think so. I think we nailed everything. Well, right after this movie, I made my very first latte with my new espresso machine, and it would turn out pretty good. So yeah, there's that. There's that. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. See, you know, we, like almost, a, we almost missed that. Yeah. See, I, there's like a very positive relationship that I have with this movie now. 
It was a good movie. First latte right after. Yeah. What, and, did, what did I do right afterwards? I think I did yard work. Well, that's whatever. I think I cut some shrubs. So, um, you know, not, not, not as same as yours. Uh. <laughs> there is like a nice sort of like solitude type happiness type privilege and just being able to do your own yard work. You know, it is. You get to do your own yard work. That's great. Yeah. You know, and I like when it's when I, you know, I can trim it all up. I can do whatever I want. And when it's all it's all done, I can I can take a look at it and go, you know what? I did that and it looks good and I'm and I'm pleased, you know. Yeah. And so but uh, all right. Well, um, I think that's it. Right. That is it. Cool. Well, uh, you know, thanks for uh, listening to today's episode. Uh, Join us next week as we will be talking about uh, 1985's Fright Night. One of my one of my favorite movies. I love this movie. Cool vampire movie. Uh, Make sure uh, you tell your family, friends about the Ear for Fear podcast. Hell, you can even uh, tell some random strangers if you like. Uh, Don't forget to follow us on both Instagram and Twitter at Ear for Fear. Uh, I think we're out there on Facebook as well. Uh, you can check us out on our website, uh, earforfear.com. Uh, there you can keep uh, up to date on news, events, and episodes. Uh, we're available on all the main platforms, uh, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc., etc. Uh, that's it for us. Uh, we hope you come back and get an earful. Talk to you soon. See you soon. Stay safe.